0: From WHIP News, I'm Amelia Winger, and this is Beyond the Lead, where we're going beyond the statistics surrounding COVID-19 to hear from the people most impacted in our community.
1: Around my third week in Madrid, that's when Spain got really bad.
0: This is Allison Hopkins, a senior strategic communication major with a minor in content creation.
1: So I watched the entirety of the city of Madrid pretty much deteriorate over the course of a week. The streets were like completely empty. It was like like, a ghost town.
0: Like many Temple students, Alison has spent the past semester studying abroad in cities across Europe, and she watched firsthand as COVID-19 infiltrated each place she traveled. She's currently in London but agreed to talk with me over the phone about what her experience has been like this semester. So let's go back a little earlier. Allison has been planning to study abroad since the beginning of her college career and finally had the chance to this semester. Uh, i
1: have been planning pretty much since I got to college to study abroad at some point, but I wasn't able to do it my junior year just because of the credits and I got an internship, so then I just pushed it to my last semester. And yeah, I've been planning it since, actively planning it since last semester.
0: Allison chose to participate in an external study abroad program called the Council on International Educational Exchange, or CIEE for short. Through CIEE's Open Campus Block program, she planned to study abroad in three cities for around six weeks each. Rome. Madrid, and Copenhagen. Since she's still a Temple student, she says that Temple has been facilitating her participation in this external program by approving her classes and her transcript. The way she first described Rome was beautiful.
1: It's gorgeous, it's like an outdoor museum. Every building looks like it's important just because of how gorgeous they all are. And I really loved the people, the food was okay. I'm I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't a big fan of the food. But the people were so sweet, and the classes were nice, and everybody I met was just like, it was really nice. Everybody dressed really nicely too. Yeah, I just like doing the, the minor traveling outside of Rome, because Rome was great. Uh, but yeah, Italy just has so much to offer, and I love that.
0: However, Rome was also the place where she first started to really notice COVID-19.
1: Um, so I heard about it while I was in Rome. They, well, I mean, I had like, it been on my radar. whatever as like the like a disease in China and like I was kind of like keeping updated on it like whatever and then it actually started to like kind of affect me because while I was in Rome they confirmed they confirmed one case of COVID-19 and everybody was kind of like not really that worried about it. it was one case in Rome not that big of a deal they came off of a cruise line and then two cases became three and we were like huh, that's a little, both, they all came off of cruise lines and were like, oh, that's not great, but, you know, it's only three. And that was around, like, the the week before or two weeks before that I was leaving Rome. And then as soon as, literally almost four days after I left Rome and arrived in Spain, that is when northern Italy kind of blew up.
0: Allison was lucky that the scheduled end of her time in Rome allowed her to leave before the situation in Italy escalated. But her trip to Madrid was like jumping out of the frying pan and into the fire.
1: It wasn't I got to Madrid, and after Italy kind of like exploded when I was in Spain, like the professors were like talking about it more regularly. And they were not like, oh, it probably won't come here. Like, it's not that big of a deal. But around my third week in Madrid, that's when Spain got really bad. So I watched the entirety of the city of Madrid pretty much deteriorate over the course of a week. Like Monday, I was in class fine. Tuesday, and half classes, but we heard that they were canceling classes and moving everything online for Wednesday. So then, Wednesday, we did online classes. Thursday, uh, that was when Trump announced the travel ban and everybody's freaking out trying to get home. Friday was when they announced the state of emergency. And then, Saturday was the day I flew out.
0: It was the way that the Madrid community reacted that stood out to her the most.
1: In the, in the beginning, it was kind of, like, business as usual. Like, Monday and Tuesday, it was, like, no big deal. Everybody was just kind of, like, acting like nothing was happening. But then, by Thursday, the streets were, like, completely empty. It was, like, like a ghost town. Like, I'd see like, the city that was, like, so full of life. Like, we went to, like, we tried going out to, like, a bar at night, which typically when you go out in Madrid at, like, midnight. So, we went out around, like, a midnight around that time, and... There was no one in the streets. There was no partying happening. Most bars were like super subdued. And it was just like, it was really sad actually. And then uh, Friday, it was even worse. No one was out on Friday. And then, cause that's when they announced the state of emergency. And then they announced a lockdown starting on Saturday and Saturday was my flight. So I go out on Saturday to like go to the airport. And it's just like the street that I was on was completely dead with, Prior to that, it's always been like a pretty busy and active street. There's a bunch of restaurants on it, a bunch of little stores, all of them closed. Yeah, it was pretty crazy to see how that changed within such a short period of time.
0: And how did that make you feel personally?
1: Oh, I was super stressed out. Like, I was, um, on Wednesday, we were kind of like, that's eh, whatever. I was like, my plans were to stay until, because I was supposed to leave Madrid March 30th. And I was like, I'm gonna stay until the end, and then probably just come to England and stay with my family. Um, and then that quickly changed on Thursday when they announced the travel ban. I was like, okay, maybe I'll leave on Tuesday, just in case they like Britain closes the borders to Spain or whatever. And then Friday was the lot Like they said that there was a global lockdown, and I was like, all right, I gotta get out of here. I'm panicking now. I cannot stay until the thirtieth. I quickly changed my plans like so rapidly. Like I'd wake up one morning with the plan to leave Tuesday and then by the end of the day I was leaving on Saturday and I booked a flight and had to start packing that night because my flight was the next day and it was just a really really stressful time and every all of my friends were kind of freaking out some of my friends just got up and left without saying goodbye like they just left overnight it was crazy just watching people like it was like people dropping like flies
0: Because Allison was participating in an external program and not one directly run through Temple, she was in a pretty unique situation in terms of the support she received from both Temple and CIEE.
1: CIEE did an okay job. They were like, our program is closing on the 22nd. We advise you to be out of Spain by the 22nd. Um, Because the institute that we took our classes at would be closed by then. And... Um, they were like, all classes will be moved online. You're going to get reimbursed for some flights if you if like, uh, if you like um, can, et cetera, et cetera, stuff like that. And then Temple Temple didn't really do much, to be honest. They just sent me a message saying, Temple advises you all to come back to the United States because starting on the 16th, I think it was the 16th, it was that Monday after I landed in. Um, yeah, I think it was the 16th. They were like, yeah, we're suspending all uh, study abroad like uh, study abroad what is the word I'm looking for study abroad help they're like we're suspending like the SOS line the health line pretty much you're not going to be we're not going to be able to help you anymore if you don't leave by Monday and I had to sign a waiver in order to stay in Europe so I couldn't hold them uh, physically responsible for anything that happened to me
0: By this point, CIEE had suspended travel for the third leg of Allison's program and switched to online classes. So rather than going to Copenhagen like she planned, Allison headed to London.
1: And I came to London just because after Denmark, I was supposed to come to London anyway, because my parents were supposed to um, come and meet up because it's my grandmother's 80th birthday. And we're all just going to meet up and you know, hang out with my family. I haven't seen them in a while, things like that. So I was like, okay, I'll go to London and like wait with them because it's not that bad in England right now. And then lo and behold, a, a week later, but the UK is now currently on a lockdown. So I'm locked down in the UK at the moment.
0: However, when she arrived in London, Alison had a few bigger problems to worry about than how she was getting home. On top of all of the travel stress, she started showing COVID nineteen symptoms pretty much right after she arrived.
1: Okay, so the like Monday night, I kind of had a bit of a sore throat, and I was like, "Oh no!" Joking to my head, I was like, "I hope it's not the virus." Ha ha! So I just took some like ibuprofen, some paracetamol, and went to bed. And then the next morning, they all went to school, like my cousins and my aunt, um, all went to school and work, and I woke up with a hundred and one fever. And I was kind of like, I wasn't like freaking out about having the virus. I was just like, oh, of course, of course this would happen as well. So I had to contact all my roommates in Madrid. I had to contact all my friends. I had to tell my parents. My mom and dad were super worried. And And I got tested. And I was supposed to find out the next day with like express shipping or whatever. But because of how swamped the testing facility is at the moment, um, they just weren't able to. I only just found out last night that I did not have it.
0: It turns out, it was only the flu. But she still had to go through precautionary measures like quarantining just because she had been on an airplane, let alone the fact that she was showing symptoms. She said that her family was what got her through this.
1: Cause I haven't seen them in such a while, in such a long time, but uh, whenever I do see them, like we're always pretty close. Like all well, my cousins and I, we're all very close in age. So we've been hanging out and like, know catching up and things like that and that's been keeping me sane catching up on all the family drama that I don't know about and uh Netflix and playing with their dog and taking her on short walks has been a lifesaver.
0: Despite everything that she went through she doesn't regret studying abroad for her last semester
1: despite all of this corona drama etc it's been an amazing experience and i've really loved studying abroad and exploring countries i've never been to before but yeah it was a bit it was a bit rough in the beginning where i was like i could be at temple i could be doing things like for the last time but i guess i had that last semester so it's not been too bad but yeah i just miss my friends a lot (laughs)
0: She said that getting to see the spread of COVID-19 from an international lens has definitely shaped her perspective on the pandemic. Oh yes,
1: I'm so serious about it. Like I I keep seeing people on my Instagram or on my Facebook, like, like, week, like last week before like Trump really like set down the law, like last week or like the week before I saw people like going out and in huge groups. And that would just make me so mad because I literally watched Spain fall apart within days and i'm like that could just happen at any moment and you guys are just being so frivolous about it like it doesn't even matter and yeah it's, it's made me a lot more aware i've been washing my hands like 10 times more like every day and just hearing about it cause i also had a, a lot of friends who were italian students because they had like an integration program so one of my friends who was who was a student in italy she was telling me like these horror stories about if she leaves her house uh, to do anything other than grocery shop, she gets a huge, like, 200 euro fine. And they're really just not allowed to leave at this point, like, at all. All of Italy is just completely shut down. And she says like, very scary at the moment.
0: But even through this, she's loved watching a few bright spots emerge in the wake of the pandemic.
1: When I um, got to England, I was, like, keeping up with my friends who were still in Spain and, like, some of the friends who I'd met who were Spanish students. And they were just talking about, like, how, bring how like, the coronavirus has kind of brought them together in a way, where, like, you see those videos on, like, Twitter of people, like, out on their balconies singing and playing, like, the accordion or playing the guitar. And I think that's really beautiful that that's, like, the sense of community that people are getting out of it. I also have noticed a lot of, like, the environmental impact of the coronavirus has been pretty beneficial like I was in Venice my first uh, my second week in Rome we took a weekend trip to Venice and it was gorgeous I love Venice and but the waters were like super murky they were like green and now I'm seeing pictures on like Twitter of them like clear blue with dolphins and fish and I was like that is not the Venice that I was in so seeing the difference that this disease has made is kind of making it a little more bearable I think the standout experience has been, like, seeing how this community is reacting to these kinds of things.
0: From WHIP News, I'm Amelia Winger, and we'll see you next time on Beyond the Lead.